and good evening good evening to you it is yet another day another monday that we hook up once again for today's episode of global digest and of course it's your i would say favorite um group of three um of course davis ayega and irene mwangi and myself labanon ambisi um where we get to talk about some of the topical issues that have been happening in the last week and also in um the coming week um davis irene maybe opening remarks how was your week and the week was fine mm-hmm. uh, absolutely fine uh, it ended on a higher note for those who believe in uh, prayers Uh, we certainly do hope that this uh, coming week this week that we have already started will bring good tidings mm-hmm. even as we get to ponder or better digest on some of the happenings that have been going uh, around uh, locally uh, uh, regionally and globally mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> irene well, do you believe in prayers of course i do okay uh, but uh, davis has summed it all in terms of how the week was it was a good week mm-hmm. Happy to be here to delve on the topics that we have um, listed for this particular discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with that we actually get into the the week that was whereby we actually looking at what exactly happened in the past week. One of the things that of course um caught our attention was the performance or the the the, the performance that was released at the cabinet retreat that happened last week. And it was kind of shocking um Davis and Irene in the sense that we've constantly be, been talking about people who are underperforming or people who are p- people who are overperforming but when the the results came out from the cabinet side or should i say kind of like the hr side of the cabinet the results did not go according to the way we expected so my question is why you shocked first of all and is it an issue of perception meeting reality i think the the report that came out i think it was very indicative of what the regime holds because for the very longest time president william ruto has never been a darling of this pollsters mm-hmm. because in the past we've seen uh, the likes of tifa and uh, infotrack rank, ranking uh, the interior cabinet secretary professor githuri kindiki as the best performing cabinet secretaries uh, in their last survey in their last report tifa for instance githuri uh, kindiki was ranked uh, as the best with a, an approved rating of 65% and in the info truck survey the same professor uh, Kendiki was fast with an approval rating of 59% but when we saw the report which was released i believe uh, compiled and uh, tabled by the public uh, CS, CS, CS uh, the famous uh, Moses Kuria yes. uh, the f- the good CS uh, the professor was ranked at position um, was ranked at position uh, yeah was it 8th 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 so clearly uh, i think uh, like you've correctly put it it was perception meeting reality mm-hmm. because i believe uh, the ranking was based on certain deliverables which was given by which w- which were given to the cabinet secretaries during the first retreat to deliver and i think it was what uh, primarily uh, f- uh, uh, 
was 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 used to to rank the cabinet secretaries uh, like i said even earlier i mm. think uh, president william Russo it it went on to reinforce that uh, perception that this pollsters the regime does not really believe this uh, the findings of this pollsters mm-hmm. Irene, who do we believe uh, cs courier or the pollsters <laughs> <laughs> none of the above All right. but i will say that um, them releasing the the polls in terms of um, ranking the cabinet secretaries, it's a, it's a change of tact. I, I don't think there is any other regime that has um, come out to rank, you know, um, the cabinet secretaries and you know, um, show who is working and who's not working. Mm-hmm. But uh, my problem with the poll was that um, majorly, uh, or previously, maybe it has been in-house in mm-hmm. terms of um, the cabinet sitting, releasing the the report. And then the president making a decision either to reshuffle the cabinet uh, based on the performance of the cabinet secretaries. Mm. So from from where I sat, I, I thought it was just uh, a PR exercise by by President William Bruto's regime. Given that even with the release of the of who ranked best and who ranked worst, there hasn't been um, tangible initiative taken uh, to ensure that you know um, he streamlines his cabinet. So it was more of a PR exercise, which I think the government has been good at at playing <laughs> at, yeah. so to speak. You know, the thing I I kind of had a problem with it with this whole Moses um, Kuria going uh, releasing this report or the cabinet office releasing this report, is as opposed to pollsters, where we are usually told that they interviewed um, a certain number of respondents, yes, and they gave their ranking. In this case. CS Korea was going into into boardrooms of specific ministry all the ministries sorry and they would have a sit down and they would have kind of like an appraisal um, letter mm-hmm. or an appraisal form whereby you'd go like so we agreed you're supposed to do this and yes no yes no mm-hmm. and then at the end Moses Kuria would walk out of the um, of the of the meeting With the results. and say we've met this guys share photos online and the next thing you knew you were being given an a 5 out of 10 or a 2 think, out of 10 I think the difference between what Moses Kuria did and what the pollsters have been doing for the longest time mm-hmm. because when you look at the pollsters way of getting their findings they mm-hmm. get to interview Kenyans yes and those interviews are based on uh, who do you get to see more often? Who are you seeing every day in television? Yeah. Who Who is visiting more places, where and when? Mm-hmm. So for this case, the Interior Cabinet Secretary, the good professor, mm-hmm. traverses the country almost every single day. So Kenyans get to see him. They get to see him speak. They get to see him make pronouncements. So according to the majority of Kenyans, he appears... Is perceived to be the most hardworking, the most uh, successful CS. But I think what Moses Kuria did, mm-hmm. he based his rankings based on the deliverables which each and the individual cabinet secretaries were given by the appointing authority. In this case, is President William Bruto. So I think uh, on who maybe is authentic in this particular one, I believe would go with Moses Kuria because at the end of the day, the individual cabinet secretaries were appointed by President William Druto, who then gave them the responsibility, the mandate, and the tasks to deliver. So in that case, mm-hmm. what Moses Kuria did 
was getting answers from the individual respective people on whether some of the things that the CSs were given are being delivered. But I know I, I know CS Korea was ranked eighth, but my question is who now ranked? <laughs> yeah, that was my question. <laughs> <laughs> who now ranked Moses Korea? The, the process was biased from the very beginning. I, I think I mean, it had to go through a certain process which was never which was which we are not privy to, which mm-hmm. was not made public. Mm-hmm. But I think it is as much as yes, Moses Kuria was part of the process, there are other individuals who are at play in ranking these cabinet secretaries. And I think the final draft, mm-hmm. the final report on the rankings of the CSS was sanctioned by President William Ruto. He had to be convinced that why is Musalia Mudavadi mm-hmm. the best foreign affairs cabinet secretary? Why is Eden Dwale, who we rarely get to see on television and hear on radio, yeah. is the second best performing cabinet secretary? So I think... Why is state law the third? Exactly. In the sense that state law has constantly been blamed exactly. for everything that is happening in the courts from housing fund yeah. to to the health uh, the 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 NHIF mm-hmm. to share to share yeah. everything that is not correct so energy was number 4 energy after all the blackouts number number 4 will shock you number 5 and so you'd actually wonder why exactly why I think there are certain parameters which are used. Uh, for, so for Kenyans to believe, for Kenyans to believe this particular ranking or is it a pollster, mm-hmm. we need to understand the parameters that were used to to rank um, these cabinet secretaries. I think if we decide to just take it as it is uh, that CS Korea conducted this particular um, ranking mm-hmm. without understanding the parameters, because it's supposed to be, I believe, um, any pollster. It's supposed to be results based, mm-hmm. even though it's a questionnaire. There are things that they looked into to rank this person as first or this person as last. There, there, they need to be um, a list of things that stipulates why, uh, say, the attorney general is number number three. Mm-hmm. So, I, un- unless we understand the parameters, as Kenyans, we cannot believe that this is indeed um, the outcome of how the cabinet secretaries have been working in the last one year. Is it? Yeah. Until we get a glimpse of that, I mean, it's it's just a Kenya Kwanza thing that they're doing to 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 appease themselves I- in their own you know style yeah. and. W- yeah, I, th- I, think if, I think. If, I think. Sorry, if number four shocked you, number twenty-two should shock you even more, in the in the sense that number twenty-two was Ministry of Cooperative and SMEs, the ministry that holds the Hustler Fund. The the on one of the few um, uh, flagship projects of President Ruto and the one that he personally keeps uh, bragging about that it's a, a success. But in this case, Korea uh, said no, it's not. I think conversely, when you look at this, when you look at the rankings, mm-hmm. the top performing CSS, according mm-hmm. to Moses Kuria. Mm-hmm are the ones that rarely get to appear in television. They're not very vocal yeah. and conspicuous. Even your favorite one. The least performing <laughs> are the ones that we get to see every day. The likes of Susan Akhominj, Alfred Mutua, the Hustlerman Fund, mm-hmm. uh, the, hustler man, the Hustler CS. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Kindiki? I'm not heard Kindiki is <laughs> number eight. Oh, he's doing good. He's ranked Given eight. that he's ranked, uh, I think, the leading in the uh, info track was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think so all pollsters that... Um, usually say they talk to the end user the end users say they they rank kindiki highest mm-hmm. but when moses Korea and the cabinet office went around yeah. they went they came back and said no we we relegate you to number eight we found 
foreign affairs um which was held you you could say the performance was was in between Mutua. Alfred Mutua mm-hmm. and Musalia Mudavadi mm-hmm. he's the one who holds um the top position yeah, yeah. i think in a way the cabinet uh, 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 led by president william ruto was trying to communicate in the sense that as much as yes you get to appear on television as much it does not m- really mean that you are delivering what you need to do is get the job done mm-hmm. on some of the things that have actually given you the tasks and responsibility to do for instance the good professor kithure kindiki mm-hmm. has the sole responsibility of eradicating banditry in the country as much as yes it has been a perennial problem that Kenya continues to face Kindiki on this front he appears to be struggling to eradicate it but he's making effort he's, he's uh, yes making he's effort. making effort yeah. Yeah. but but at the same time uh-huh. he's a bit struggling to convince the appointing authority that, that I'm, yeah. I'm managing the situation I'm controlling the situation yeah. people but, died in Kitinyaga where was he Illicit Those brew. Illicit brew. Passports. Let's even Passports. not get. Let's not even Ketel. get there. Thank you, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's not get there. As much there. as yes, he's coming out. Since I, 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 there's a lot of triggers uh, when you mention interior <laughs> interior ministry. It's it's a huge docket. There, there's yeah. a lot to 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 look into, and when you lose your guard, you might find yourself um, losing it all, or ranking last while you're ranking on the top, mm-hmm. say a few months on. And I think lately you've seen that um, CS Kindiki has shied from the limelight. I mean, in yeah, every yeah. day you could hear Kindiki is in Nyeri, in Kirinyaga, of course assuring the country that he's in control. But lately, since we uh, crossed over to 2024, he has taken a back seat in terms of um, being vocal on what he's doing in his docket. Mm-hmm. You know, the last, time, the, the last time we had him was last year mm-hmm. when he made frequent visits at Nyayo House mm-hmm. uh, promising that he will get rid of the cartels but coming to 2024 he's still telling us he's dealing with the cartels so yeah. as much as yes uh, Moses Kuria's uh, ranking uh, is not uh, sitting well with Irene I think the the message that it holds is that as much as yes you get to appear on television please make sure that you deliver on some of the things that you're telling us I'm curious why CS Nakumicha is number 24 is it 22 20 20, 20. Mm. and and from where i sit i think um she has really tried to uh, get into control of her, of her docket mm-hmm. given the transitions that um Kenya Kwanza regime has 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 geared on um i think when they got into power mm-hmm. one, one of the dockets they've tried to restructure is the health sector and he has really tried to send a message that uh we are in control and this is the best um sort of infra- infrastructure for the health sector and the health docket was synonymous for corruption scandals i mm-hmm. think after every six months there u- used to be a corruption um scandal coming up but i think uh from kemsa when we had a restructuring which is almost which like is almost like a near recently they actually let go, uh, suspended a procurement officer and reshuffled yeah. the procurement department yeah mm-hmm. so uh, apart from kemsa um she has really tried to get control in, uh, of her docket and also with the transition into Shah. so i'm really surprised why she's ranking <laughs> number 20 i think i think yet as i ponders on that i think the one that at least has merit here is the one for gender culture and arts and heritage Juma. hold by one famous aisha jumo i think on this one i think kuria got it right in the sense that 
we had femicide cases in the country. Mm-hmm. There was a UN cry from a, a wide range of <coughs> spectrum of members of the public. Mm-hmm. But we never saw Aisha Jumwa. I even doubt if up to date, Irene will get to correct me if I'm wrong, if she's ever met any public briefing mm-hmm. regarding the issues of femicide in the country. But you know, Davis, if we were to go that direction, one of the biggest questions everyone asked, even during the femicide um, march, was there are two ladies who are, who are supposed to be like at the top of the, the pyramid at all times, in the sense that we had a first lady and a, we have a first lady and a second lady. And both of them also remain uh, maintained a studious silence they never even talked about it regardless Aisha Jumwa uh, considering she holds the docket mm-hmm. she had the full authority. authority to at least come out and make a few statements public statements even, even demand from the Ministry of Interior to look into this particular exactly. issue Issue Maybe she did it during, during a, a cabinet, a cabinet uh, no, uh, no, minute, no. A, a meeting. The, it's not working for the cabinet. It's also working for Kenyans. We need to know what is happening be behind the scenes. I mean, for other cabinet secretaries will come out and say, we have talked to the deputy president, we have talked to the president on this and this particular matter, and this is what we are doing. Do do but the, the, the non-governmental organization was louder yeah. than the government itself on this particular That's what issue. I wanted to say. If you're going to blame just... Um, um, CS uh, CS Jumwa, what about the whole cabinet? At no point did we even get a statement from the cabinet itself when it meets to say, it's "Oh, because Aisha never cabi- pushed the agenda. It nev- she never pushed that <laughs> idea. She never planted that seed to her colleagues mm-hmm. that look, there's an issue here. What can we do about it?" Davis, one of the things, and I, I I don't want this conversation to go into that direction, but one of the things that President William Ruto campaigned on is he will be a champion for women yes and him even when he did his appointments to the cabinet one of the things that he 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 propped up is i have made the highest number of appointees in cabinet even when people try to tell him advisors don't necessarily apply as cabinet ministers but Mm. it's fine If you read, if you maintain silence on this issue, I think it comes back to what Martin Luther once said: "It is not the noise of our enemies that we will remember, but it's the silence of our friends." Mm-hmm. So even in this case, you saw it in the march; they kept asking, "Where, where is the, where, where, where are our women leaders?" Okay, and fair I agree. enough. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Fair that enough. They should have talked. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. When was the last time that you saw the good CS Aisha Jumwa? speak to members of the public i think she was in homabe she was in homabe i think last that was last month she was in homabe and she was launching um um a, 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 what do you call it a constituency d- a, a women center. no 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 ngaf um, for, i'm trying to remember what uh, ngaf ng the national government affirmative mm. action yes, yes the fund for the county women rep mm. that's where i saw it last time and she had she had to sponsor um, a young girl who did not, who could not join uh, primary school. Okay. Yeah. But but this uh, particular poll by CS Korea, which has been adopted mm-hmm. by President William Ruto, we need to be very worried about um, this particular pollster because, because the president, uh, if we begin the ranking from the president, the president has been quite 
optimistic to the point that Kenyans are saying President William Ruto is, is in denial. You will hear him say that the economy is stable. Kenya is on the right direction. But when we look at things happening on the ground, it's a totally different scenario. Mm -hmm. So in this particular, do we call it, what do we call it? A, a pollster or mm -hmm. ranking? Appraisal. Appraisal, <laughs> yes. It should be results-based uh, in terms of if we are ranking the Attorney General, say, number three, why are we ranking him number three? Mm -hmm. What has he done? What has he failed to do that he has not made it to the top? Mm -hmm. But if we just make it a list, which can be reshuffled anyhow, based on one's interest and um, favoritism, so to speak, then we'll be losing the point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the president should have come out to say, why are we ranking these leaders, these cabinet secretaries at this particular level? What is CS Nakumucha not doing that is now on the bottom list? And what is Kindiki doing that is now on the top 10 list mm -hmm. until it's results based we, we we are not going to to accept this particular ranking we, no. we, we say it's their affair mm -hmm. and we wish them all the best <laughs> you know what is interesting about this um this thing it's it's it reminds me of the appraisals we had here in the office where each one of us was first supposed to appraise themselves and then go to our boss who also kind of appraises our, our our performance, and there are points where we dis we 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 are we were at variance. Either I gave myself high marks, and he felt uh, no, we should sure. we yeah. should moderate it. Mm -hmm. I would like to know if that conversation actually really happened, happened yeah. between the ministries, mm -hmm. um, because one of the things that I noticed during the cabinet retreat towards a day before the um, this this thing was leaked out. What happened was the interior cabinet, uh, the interior um, social media team, to decided to start posting um, photos what? of showing this is what the CS has been doing. This is what the CS has been doing to kind of um, get <laughs> the, the public maybe on its side mm -hmm. that the CS has really been working. No, but I think uh, the bug stops with on on who's deciding on which CS is performing better and who's performing poorer, mm -hmm. it, sto it, sto it stops with President William Druto, the appointing authority, because this is the man who has given them the responsibility and the tasks mm -hmm. to do certain things. So once the responsibilities are not met, despite the media visibility by the good professor in uh, Kithure Kindiki, he will definitely get to find himself at position eighth according to this ranking by and, and, and as you as you, uh, before you respond does a ministry only stop at a minister or does it also um cascade it down cascades. downwards so when cs korea is ranking people mm -hmm. even even when you're you're being questioned by tifa or infotrack most of the time when you're asked do you think x which ministry do you think is the most corrupt mm -hmm you will actually just, or which um, agency is the most corrupt, you will say the police. But you don't necessarily mean IG Kome. Yeah, you mm, mean that cop who stopped the matatu the or police. who stopped you the mm -hmm. other day and you had to negotiate your way, in quotes, negotiate your way. That's why I'm saying we, we need to see these results because maybe given that the ministries have the state departments boils down to the um, agencies, the MDAs, mm -hmm. I think we need to know how, why they are ranked uh, in that manner. Until then, I think we'll just be doing 
um, I don't want to say guesswork, mm-hmm. but we'll be praising some, not really knowing um, what they have done to 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 garner those points that they were given. And as Davis has said, the, the bucks you know stops with the president, mm-hmm. and it will be really unfortunate if he doesn't take action mm-hmm. in terms of say re- reshuffling some of these cabinet secretaries. Given that I was surprised that the energy cabinet secretary um, Davis Churchill mm-hmm. ranked fourth despite the the complaints that we have had in that particular docket so there's a lot to be to be seen in terms of the results and in terms of what the president will do now that they have those uh, particular rankings okay and on that note we leave that debate on performance contracting versus perception at that level And welcome back to Global Digest with myself, Labanon Ambisi, um, Irene Mwangi, and Davis Sayega. We move on to another topic that has more or less continued to, gra- to, gra- to grab our, 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 the, the agenda in the country and possibly in the region. Um, and that is the conversation around the um, Raila Odinga succession. Um, Irene likes calling him the enigma of Kenyan politics. Other people will have um, other names for him that kind of um, insinuate or give that um, picture of who, what exactly he, ho- he, he he's perceived as in the Kenyan uh, political atmosphere. But the bigger question has constantly been who will fill his shoes if and when he, he gets that seat at the AU Commission. Irene, this is a conversation that I think we've been having over and over. Let's start with at ODM level before we go to Azimio. Um, last week there was a whole um, debate mm-hmm. between who who among who between um, former Mombasa governor Hassan Joho and uh, former Kakamega governor um, Weekly for Paranya should actually be the one to be the ODM party leader. Yeah, it has it has been quite a debate and um, something that attracted the attention of the Secretary General Edwin Sifunda, mm. who said it was too early to start talking about who will take over, given that Odinga has not made it clear in terms of um, the political future, uh, his uh, political future locally, whether it still be vibrant in ODM party. But um, given the vibrancy on this particular matter, within um, days it will gain, gain momentum. Now, the issue between Joho and uh, Paranya is not starting now. They have been having squabbles even when Odinga was in the political scene. Mm-hmm. I think before the 2022 general election, you know, the two are deputies and yeah. they wield uh, some influence. Um, Joho from the coastal region and Paranya from the western region. Now, People have tried to weigh to see who who really is fit for that particular post should um, Odinga exit the local political scene. Now, some people say uh, Oparanya is quite fit because he's loyal to 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 Raila Odinga all those years. He he's held his um, his um, allegiance to Odinga. Yeah. Or while some have said, okay, I think Oparanya is is is. Uh, little you know t- too old maybe he is not the right person to give uh president william Ruto a run for his money maybe we try uh joho because he appears to be vibrant and the youth outlook um in terms of the way he sells his politics mm-hmm. 
but we have not seen um, Joho quite vibrant. Um, once Odinga lost the 2022 general election, he has taken the back seat with many questioning, where is Joho? Mm-hmm. I think um, when we had, the, was it the presidential petition? Questions were being raised, where is Joho? He, he has really detached himself from the politics of ODM party compared to um, uh, compared to Oparanya, who mm-hmm. was, you know, held on to Odinga. But with that as it may, uh, when it comes to politics, it boils down to numbers. Uh, Oparanya has not been able to hold um, the Western region as a voting block. We have seen incursions by President William Bruto that has bad fruits so far. Uh, that is through the help of um, the National Assembly Speaker Moses Wetangula. Mm-hmm. We are seeing um, so, sort of UDA through affiliation by Ford Kenya. They have a wield of Bungoma. And also, I, I don't know if it's 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 factual to mention Musali Abdavadi. I wouldn't know whether he wields um, the influence of the of the Maragoli vote mm-hmm. that is Vihiga uh, and and the neighboring counties. But I can say uh, for a fact that Wetangula has managed to solidify Bungoma behind um, um, President William Bruto. But you see now, for for Joho, the coastal region, we cannot say that President William Bruto has managed to snatch the voting block from Odinga, it somewhat appears solid to to Joho and by extension to Raila Odinga. So when it comes to number th- numbers, that's mm-hmm. when um, Oparanya might, might be pushed out of the equation. But when it comes to the question of loyalty and who sells the the image of a person who can take up the mantle from 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 Odinga, I think Oparanya cuts the image from that particular front. From Davis, okay, sorry, Davis. Um, the old school politicians will tell you the 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 objective of any political party is to get into power. Exactly. Uh, Irene has argued we need to look at loyalty and look at home constituency, home base support. Between these two um, gentlemen. Sadly, there's no lady. Uh, between these two gentlemen, your opinion, do you think any one of them, even if it's not William Ruto, any one of them can actually um, propel ODM to to continue having that national status that it has? Because that's the worry, that once Raila Odinga leaves, ODM will be like another Ford Kenya. You know, spanning over 19 years of existence, the ODM party, this will be the biggest, its biggest test yet, uh, besides the one that happened, the botched elections. With Raila Odinga's imminent exit to the AU, I think the ODM party's survival and existence is at risk here because the successor will have to be an individual who will get to unite the party, mm-hmm. have uh, the good and required leadership skills, uh, will get to have that uh, that aspect of electability. So between, to answer your question, between Oparanya mm-hmm. and uh, also they, they need to have experience, political experience in the political arena. So between Oparanya and uh, the flamboyant uh, Hassan Joho, I think the party needs needs to go back to the drawing board because personally when i look at the two leaders the their electability ratings are low and poor mm-hmm. uh, so here i think the party is according to sorry according to who according to my according okay. to me <laughs> uh, uh, voting the kenyan space yeah so i think here the party really needs to go back to the drawing board and decide on who really will get to 
be relatable to the electorate come 2027 mm-hmm. because when you look at the two leaders the former governor that both former governors mm-hmm. they cannot really present a formidable challenge to president william ruto in the 2027 polls as much as yes the two of them the two of them have the experience they have that ability to unite the party when it comes to the electorate who at the end of the day they are in the important people in the equation they they they're, they're a bit off because like uh, Hassan Joho when you look at the number of votes she delivered to uh, Raila Odinga in last year's polls in the 2022 polls mm-hmm. they're not really as huge as you had you would have expected and back to Irene's point uh, Oparanya really never delivered votes in the western part of in western part uh, of the country here he was clearly out uh, outwashed by Moses <laughs> uh, Wetangula uh, the speaker uh, Musali Mudavadi who were at the tail end of the campaign were brought on board by President William Ruto so it really goes to show you that Oparanya and Hassan Joho mm-hmm. they have a lot to do to convince fast the bonafide party members mm-hmm. of ODM mm-hmm. before now they can come out to Kenyans and uh, launch a formidable challenge to president William Ruto in 2027. Mm-hmm. And, and I think and, and uh, one of the things that you mentioned and it, it is a running theme whenever we talk about politics in Kenya and far field is the issue of age and you actually dropped it once again. So Joho at 48 mm-hmm. um Oparanya at 67. That this um uh, they they are okay ages. Yeah, they're not badly off. Yeah. But now we are looking at it um, from a wider angle. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are two things here. A, a leader who can unify ODM as a party, mm-hmm. as Raila has been able to unify to unify it and give it a national outlook. Two, should ODM decide to disengage, say from Azimio, should Azimio front uh, say Kalonzo Musyoka and decide to go uh, to 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 take their own path? and field a presidential candidate who will it be because as it is um i think the former former Mombasa governor Ali Hassan Joho mm-hmm. de- had declared he will vie in 2027 mm-hmm. so if at all he is quite adamant he becomes ODM a party leader and decides to go for it now looking at it from that particular front you will want a vibrant um sort of competitor to uh, president William Ruto but at the end of the day it boils down to numbers does joho uh, portray a national outlook to the extent that he can muzzle the numbers from not only the coastal region he can convince the western region he can convince the um, nyanza region he can convince the central region to get a chunk of vote here and there Mm-hmm. will he be able to to muzzle that particular influence now that's the bigger question this time to, you're not bringing about but, the but energy and the now <laughs> i was getting i was getting to that i was getting to that yeah. <laughs> to say that um i don't know given that uh, oparanya did not quite deliver the numbers uh, for odinga in 2022 general election mm-hmm. i think he only delivered kakamega where he was a former governor mm-hmm. so you cannot um confidently say that he's a western kingpin because that would be an understatement <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 western western leader kingpin mm-hmm. I, i think th- that's where now you 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 will see a situation whereby oparanya has a long way to go to convince um his uh, traditional you know 
not traditional community, to convince his own community mm -hmm. before now getting the national outlook and then looking into the matrix of age. But I don't think age is a factor because, okay, it, it, it is a factor, but Odinga managed to pull out a campaign in 2022, even though he was competing against uh, a fairly... Um, well-oiled uh, and <laughs> well-marshaled uh, campaign team. Yeah. But, but, but I think even as we're having this discussion, we shouldn't forget that uh, Raila Odinga will have the si final say on who will get to eventually succeed him. Mm -hmm. Because as much as, yes, we are talking about Hassan Joho and Wickley for Paranya, Aida Odinga has already endorsed John Badi to be Raila's potential successor. And I think... John Buddy's uh, introduction into this equation complicates the whole succession OGM politics. Mm. Uh, because even the people of Nyanza, Nyanza members of parliament and Nyanza leaders will say this has for the longest time been our party. So the successor, Raila Odinga's successor, needs to come from Nyanza region. And, and I think um, the OT, ODM top brass is meeting next week, this week, this week to, yeah. to, 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 to talk about that. But I know nothing else shaking will come out of it because, again, it's too early. Yeah. But I, I think um, we'll be now looking at Ida's influence when it comes to ODM politics. And even when, he's, when she's uh, proposing Mbadi, we also need to think about the issue of um, does Mbadi hold that particular influence because some quarters have said that even if he wanted to vie to be Homa Bay governor yeah. he, he he could have easily lost it looking at the matrix that the dynamics that were there in Homa Bay politics but I think people have blamed Raila Odinga for failing to groom but yeah, that's, the, the, that's, the where next. that's where I was going uh, to with this conversation. Mm -hmm. Is it about time that maybe um, Raila Odinga read the the writing on the wall and and kind of did what did what um, president <coughs> former president Uhuru is being accused of not doing I that he didn't uh, president Uhuru has not did not even um, go the extra mile of looking at who could actually be the next leader in this in, in central Kenya. But I think if you actually go back to President Kibaki, that's where the problem started. Mm -hmm. In the sense that he mm -hmm. also didn't do it for the whole nation. He chose to, to just sit back and watch Mount Ken Kenya. Kenyans decide their own whatever and Mount Kenya decide that this is the man for, for the region. D but does that help in any way when you have an outgoing leader um, kind of placing his hand on the next generation to say, this is my chosen successor. Does it help? I think grooming a successor, especially when it comes to political issues and space in the country, is very important because I think Raila Odinga not grooming one will be his biggest shortcoming because there's a time there were reports and beliefs that uh, the former Nairobi governor, Evans Kidoro, could, could have been perhaps... Uh, this Raila Odinga successor, but the 2022 political matrix complicated the whole equation, and we saw Kidero decamp to the ruling party, uh, Kenya Kwanzaa. So I think, even as Raila Odinga is uh, campaigning to be the next AU Commission chairperson, I think he goes to bed every night having some sort of regret as to why during his period as the party leader of ODM for the past 19 years or so why he really never get got to groom a successor, potential successor. I think this would have really 
calm the tension, uh, ensure that the process is smooth. Because now what, what I foresee for uh, this whole discussion of getting a, a successor in ODM, two ways. Mm-hmm. It will either unite the party or disunite the party in its entirety. Where we'll get to see some other some members to come to other parties. ODM are silly. You know that's where OIPA came from. Yeah, yeah, Uh yeah. So I think now the navigation needs to be done properly by the party leader, Raila Odinga, even as he commences his campaigns for the AU. My question then becomes Mm -hmm. what do you need to be in order to succeed Raila Odinga? You have mentioned experience, you've mentioned um, age is not a number. The national outlook. You need to be electable, You you need to have that electability aspect. You need to you have need to experience. You need to be an enigma, and by enigma, yeah, Irene means you need to be. You need to have that resilience. It's more more about le- resilience and, yeah. and and always reinventing yourself uh, despite the circumstances. But there's something I want to say. I think it's not only a regular issue in terms of grooming um, the next person to take up the mantle. In mm. most communities, the person who is perceived to be a kingpin, as long as he's alive. He wields he wields the power, mm-hmm. and does not want to show anyone that they are capable of becoming the next kingpin. I think it's some sort of political inferiority. I don't. Uh, maybe it could be perceived as that. But with that as it may, Odinga has has proved to be a good sort of kingmaker. I remember in two thousand and two when he said Kibaki Tosha, all his political influence in terms of numbers and in terms of support went to um, Kibaki in that particular general election. And I think when he has decided that it's time st- it is time to exit the local politics, in 2027, if in the event he'll not vie, we will have a somebody Tosha m- moment mm-hmm. where now um, Raila will decide, maybe presidency is not for me, maybe I can make a, a good kingmaker, and my... Um, support to any particular candidate will decide who will take up um, the the next who will become the next president of of the nation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where just I, to I ride see on it. that. I think the mm-hmm. biggest winner in this conversation will be Wiper Party leader Kalonzo Musyoka. Because Why? if the whole process of not getting a successor in ODM completely disintegrates, that means the party's uh, future is at stake. And who is remaining at the scene, closest to challenging the presidency, is Wiper Party leader Raila Odinga. Let me ask I, 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 I see okay. it differently. Me, okay. I see <laughs> okay. if, if, if oh, the opposition will not um, choose a successor, uh-huh. the biggest winner will be President William Bruto. Mm-hmm. Because no, I, just no, no, wait. I meant in the we, sense, we, in the we, sense of wait, in the opposition side, the this, biggest winner this is, will be. This is actually where I wanted to ask this question because. When you're both setting out your your arguments, you, you keep on 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 juggling the balls. One side you're saying you're mentioning ODM, and then you're mentioning Nyanza region. Then you come back and say opposition. Is it possible for you to replace Raila Odinga number one as ODM leader? Yeah. Then number two, without necessarily also taking into consideration that you'll be leaving a vacuum in Nyanza, can Raila Odinga be replaced only as ODM leader and be, and and leave Nyanza, uh, Nyanza kingpin alone? I think it is easier to replace Raila Odinga in ODM mm-hmm. than it is to replace him in the national outlook. Two, 
when it, we are talking about the Nyanza region, I, I am quite. It is interesting to see the developments that will come out from um, the efforts that are being currently done by the former Nairobi governor um, Kidero mm-hmm. and um, the PS. Uh, interior interior uh, as well Raymond as the Omolo. cs oalo mm-hmm. to see if they can get a chunk of the voters in the region uh, to push them to president william ruto's um, political basket because nyanza uh, voting block is disgruntled given that they've tried five times to support a, a, a candidate and it has not been successful and what do they do they say about insanity is doing the same thing and expecting you know um different results. Uh, results so this particular time they might decide okay since we don't have a candidate in the uh, in the in the in the ballot why not split our vote and where wherever um it goes whoever wins depending on how split the the voting block will be then they can hang on to that to eat from the government of the day because you've seen ruto sort of you know put on baits like development projects and what have you to woo that particular voting block so to replace him to replace Odinga in ODM it's easier but in the national outlook or as the Nyanza kingpin I think we'll be having fragmentation because we're having Buddy here Orengo is saying he's he's, he's well suited for that we have not even start, started talking about Oburo Odinga who thinks it is but the, the Odinga is, an, is the elder brother why yeah. would he want to succeed his younger brother but the conversation that was there, I think, was it last, no, w- before the election? Yeah. He, he, he sort of portrayed that he's almost a successor of Odinga. In, in fact, the conversation was that he stepped aside for the brother to take it up. You know, let Yet us not forget, not we have Winnie Odinga. So where do we place her? No, uh, has she been uh, mentioned she's still in, this in this conversation? I think... <laughs> she's still a toddler in the political scene yes. yeah. okay yeah mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to justify it Irene um, people m- she has followers okay, and the other they scenario might take it a bit um, the other, personally the other scenario would be like, mm-hmm. like Irene mentioned as Raila is exiting the stage he will get to endorse a candidate mm-hmm. for 2027 in the meantime there will be a substantive party leader of ODM in the form of Winnie Odinga who will be now getting to learn the ropes, perhaps, mm-hmm. getting to be taught on how the political uh, uh, machinations and everything go about, in readiness for the 20, is it 32? Okay. <laughs> I I'm not stretching it, Laban. I honestly don't see it. Like, uh, I am really trying. Never say never. I, I, I honestly, like, I... If you are going to throw Winnie Odinga's name into the into the heart, yeah. I would say maybe she also needs to do a little bit of local politicking. politicking. No, that's the thing. That's the thing yes. I was telling you uh, before. Before you the actually grooming will start with her getting to become a member of parliament. Yeah. Uh, so, but like you see, that. if you are deputy it's president, if you are running mate, you can't run as uh, an elected li- as a, as an MP and MCA. You're, you're tied to just being a running mate. And that's why I think the conversation has been limited to either Joho or um, Oparanya. And yeah, Irene, you wanted to say something. No, I wanted to say it's a long stretch for Ida, mm-hmm. but no, uh, not, not to ignore Winnie. that for... Y- you said Ida. I'm, uh, I'm just saying Yeah, for Winnie, Winnie yeah. yeah. But not to say that um, 
maternal thought is uh, miss maternal thought, but not to say that um, she she can't you know get there. But I think it's a little too late, given that the shoes his his her dad's shoes are very big to 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 fill at mm-hmm. this particular moment. But maybe so, somewhat so, somewhere somewhere maybe she will start with um, Langata, mm-hmm. being a member of parliament in Langata, yeah, and yeah. then gain a momentum and take it up. Maybe let the let me politics. ask a question. Irene, you're the only lady in this room, so I'll give you the first bite of the cherry. How is it that there is no woman politician who has been mentioned in in regards to succe- the succession of Raila Odinga on the national level, succession of Odinga in uh, in in the party? Because ODM and Azimio are largely male-dominated. Even is, uh, isn't that just the whole political um, uh, uh, play field? I I think it's still early days. We will see some formidable ladies in the form of former Bay Governor Gladys Wanga at some point maybe contemplating of why not? That's 2032. Why not? But yeah. you see if if it considering was of the things she's doing at the moment presently in Homer Bay County mm-hmm. and how good uh, she's getting uh, reception there and uh, in the entire Nyanza region, I think uh, Let's not limit this discussion to Hassan Johan weekly for Paranya and John Bani. There is a possibility of having a, a lady entrant or a woman entrant in this succession talk. Okay. I, I think for now, th- let's just limit it to Paranya and, and, and Joho. Mm. Because ODM, even in the party leadership, it's usually male-dominated. Has Paranya even declared uh, interest in 2027 <laughs> no he hasn't he tried in 2022 but <laughs> he was uh, cut short he, he almost declared but it was he was cut short so we focus but, on joho but now. we just focus on joho and oparanya for this particular you know odm su- succession odm su- su- succession not even as you in terms of yeah. the presidential flag bearer yeah. but my point was odm is largely male dominated even if even if you look at the party leadership. The women who come close is Mabona, Mili, Mili Othiambo mm-hmm. and um and um the lady, um Honorable Gladys Wanga. Mm-hmm. And even for Wanga to get that particular ticket to become um the candidate for ODM I- in Homer Bay, mm-hmm. it was drama. It was not a, a, a smooth sale, so to speak. Not to say sh- it should have been, but it kinda shows how male dominated the party is and the 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 efforts it will take for women to take up you know, a bigger slots in ODM and by extension as well. Okay. They always say give the the woman the last chance. And I indeed we have given Irene the last uh, bite of the cherry. Thank you very much for joining us for this week's episode of Global Digest. We will be back next week where with a new topic and um, new insights. The best of music.